Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of another Ruben Show. Uh, tonight we're going to continue the trend of drinking things that Ryan is providing. Uh, actually, I guess we're back to that trend. Last yeah. week we drank the uh, Amirana finish, which was That was like we were catching up from... We had that vial for a while. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. But we're going to be drinking stuff that Ryan's providing for the next uh, nine weeks, it looks like. Something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, quite a few. Um, but tonight, he provided us with Hudson Short Stack. So he's got the bottle. Tell us all about it, Ryan. Yeah, so this uh, particular skew from the Hudson Whiskey Company. So this is a uh, a company that's owned or partnered. The lingo is a little, little weird, but by a, uh, a company called William Grant and Sons. Uh, you guys might know William Grant from brands like Hendrix, Sailor Jerry, Milagro Tequila, Tullamore Dew, um, and then some scotches like Glenfiddich, right? So they're a huge, um, huge uh, company that represents brokers. They're sort of, they sort of got their hands in everything, but uh, this is one of their partnerships that they have uh, with Hudson Whiskey. So. This is actually distilled through uh, Tooteltown Spirits, which is in uh, the state of New York. And I guess that is a historic uh, landmark. It was one of the oldest distilleries in the country. The owners of that, I believe, started in 2003. It was either 03 or 06 off the top of my head. Um, they reopened that distillery. And then about 10 years down the line, they created Hudson Whiskey. They still own the whiskey, but they sold the actual brand, the name and everything like that to William Grant. But they have uh, control ownership of what goes into the bottle without any feedback from William Grant, which is pretty cool. A lot of autonomy. And then they don't really have to worry about the distribution side. But yeah, uh, this is the short stack. It's a New York straight rye whiskey finished in maple syrup bottles. Maple syrup's a big theme, seems, in our uh, podcast specifically with the uh, Woolit Waffle segment that Dan's done on the TikTok. Uh, this is 46% alcohol, so 92 proof. And like I said, it is a rye whiskey. So, yeah. Um, Hudson's probably most well-known for the baby bourbon that you guys have probably drank in the past. Uh, these new line of whiskeys have probably come out in the last three or four years, but they've done a little bit of rebranding. They still you know, have the similar bottle, but yeah. New facing. Uh, they have a couple other ones. One that we're going to try, which is Bright Lights Big Bourbon, probably in a couple weeks. And then they have uh, Do the Rye Thing. And then they have a uh, a Scotch-inspired whiskey as well that I'm blanking on the name of. But yeah, there's a short little background on Hudson Whiskey. Here's a question. Do they owe any licensing to Spike Lee for Do the Rye right. Thing? Yeah. Uh, do the right do do the rye thing, right? Yeah, I'm still curious. Is it? I, do, I don't believe so, but I I, I don't know. They for should. Sure. <laughs> they should. Yeah, they should. Uh, but can you throw that bottle back up? We got yeah, yeah. We got to get Stevens' very very important, <laughs> super important bottle rating here. Label well, rating. Sorry. You, well, you know what's cool is you're not even being facetious. Yeah. I know. Okay. <laughs> Glad we agree. Um, actually, I don't mind this label. It's uh, it's it's super simple, but I think it's especially with all the the names we just talked about. They're obviously leaning really heavily into New York, 
which I think is good. And this reminds me of like a subway sign or like an airport airport sign or something like that. So I don't really mind it or, or, you know, a ton of signs are like billing on Broadway, you know, and I like how everything is pretty clearly laid out and labeled. Um, I, I do like, I, I just really like the, the label format where it's like you have the name on the top and at the bottom you have a clearly defined section where it's what that particular one is. And you could find that every time. So I might not know the Hudson whiskeys by heart or whatever, but even if I didn't see them side by side with one another and I just saw like one here, one there at a store, I would immediately know that they were different. Um, and, and that's not always true. Sometimes you have to be seeing them side by side. So uh, I do like it. I don't know though that all that being said, it would it would draw me to it necessarily. And and in the past, I've not been drawn directly to this. So I'm going to settle in at a six. I think I think it's uh, above average, or I think it's like fitting and like pretty good. But it still lacks that uh, you know that 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 quantity or that quality that it would really draw you to it. I think it's just fitting is all I would say. And uh, I do think the bottle shape is cool, pretty distinct, not a lot in that bottle shape. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not flying off the shelf for me, but it's, it's fitting. So I got to say that I wholeheartedly agree with you, Stephen. that. So like this, this label ratings is not my thing at all. But the, so the t- only two things that I want to even touch on are the fact that Hudson Whiskey, New York had like that font with that white background and black feels very New York Timesy to me, very print setting, very New Yorker. Something about it just says very New York City to me. And the other thing that I wanted to throw out is that this has to be intentional. But the color at the bottom looks like pancakes. Like, yeah. and, and that's a cool touch. And I don't know if that's the, I don't remember if that's the same colors that they use across their whole line. If it's not, then I think that that's pretty cool that they intentionally went with like a pancake appearance, color, whatever you want to call it, down at the bottom there. I thought yeah. that was pretty sweet. It's like Bright Lights Big Bourbon is yellow at the bottom. Do the right thing is green. Okay. So they're all so they're they all do change colors. it up. Yeah, and then um the other one is called backroom deal. Uh it's the scotch one, and that's like a grayish color at the bottom. But when they're all lined up together on the shelf, it, it looks really nice. I like the name and, short stack too. Yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I'll say though, I think it part of the reason why it wouldn't fly off the shelf for me is there's also quality to it. Maybe it's that kind of airport aesthetic I was talking about. It just seems kind of like something you'd find in like a duty free shop in in a in a bad way maybe. I don't know. There's something it's just it doesn't seem quite high quality at the same time to me, but I can't quite place my finger on it. And that's that's one of the reasons why I said specifically that I agree completely with you is because I still leave it as like a 6. That's fine. I wouldn't go higher than a 6. But I think it's cool that it's representative. I get a very New York feel from that font. And then the pancakes is cool. Yeah. So for a simple again, label, yeah. it's got character, you know? Yeah. Retail, by the way, is about $55 on this. Okay, cool. On this guy. So forgot to mention that. Should we get started? Well, I Let's think we should. It. Yeah. 
Cheers, guys. Interesting nose. What do you get on it? Unbaked bread. Bam, in my face, unbaked bread. It reminds me a lot of the yeah. nose for the weeded rye that we tried from Switchgrass. Just not all that long yeah. ago, if you can remember yeah. that. And very mellow corn nose. Which is weird because this is rye. It's not a it's not a corn whiskey, but it's got a very it's got a nose very similar to mellow corn to me. And you think when you see aged in maple syrup barrels that you'd be like, whoa, with sugar and and no, no, that's it, none at all. Yeah, so they don't really don't get... play into that. Yeah, I've had a couple things that were aged in maple syrup barrels now, and uh, none of them had a particularly distinct nose from that. Well, minty yeah, maybe too. Yeah. I was going to get into sipping it. Let's do it. Cheers. 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 Oh. Yeah. Super different than the nose. (laughs) Not at all what I expected. Super different than the nose. And. Yeah. That's. Interesting. I'll yeah. say I'll say how different it was from the nose to drinking it. It was a little off-putting with the first sip. Agree completely. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to – I could not possibly – it would not be in any way, shape, or form fair to tell you whether I liked it or not at this moment. Yep, agree. Am I, and I've only had this once before, uh, probably six months ago, six or seven months ago. So it's pretty much brand new to me as well. When I first, you know what also is weird? When I first put it in my mouth, I almost don't taste anything. Like I hardly taste any notes like right away. And it's a few seconds and like I almost have to swallow it to taste anything, making me think that all the taste is the finish basically. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I'm taking two sips now. So I intentionally held it in my mouth for a second, that second time, and just like held it there and just like, I didn't even swish it around yet. I'm going to do that this next time. But the only thing I really tasted was not taste. It was like tongue numb. Yeah. And and then then I got some flavors as I swallowed it, but... Yeah. I'm getting my whole mouth goes numb. The only like flavor I'm picking up pretty strongly is like a honey. Like there's kind of like a honey ish taste to it. A honey sweetness or something that I get along with the mouthfeel that we're talking about. Yeah. But it's basically all finish. I, I only get a little bit of that when I first take a sip. I do get some of that unbaked bread still on the yes on that as well. Yeah. Mashville, 95% rye, 5% malted barley, by the way. Mm. And it's kosher. It's uh it's yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um Listeners and, and oh, especially viewers, 
you're going to think that I, I'm, I'm not going to speak for Stephen or Ryan. You're going to think that I don't like this based on the expressions I'm making, the things I'm <laughs> saying. And you might be correct, but I'm not sure yet. I'm still trying to figure this out. Okay. So I don't be like, oh, they fucking hate it yet. Stick around and find out if we hate it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, I'm actually just thinking of what I think of this right now. Yeah. Yeah. But tastes young. Very super young. Yeah. It's got to be super young. It has to be. Does, what's the label say as far as age? It, a minimum of three years is what it says. Really? That's what it says, yeah. I was going to so, say, if it's super young, they got a really good color out of it, which may have something to do with the maple barrels. I would, I would not have guessed this as being a three-year whiskey. Good color. I mean, it is a good, great color. It is. I agree. It's, it's just, it's just kind of like strange, you know. And it's not not in a not in a bad way or anything like that. It's just. Well, we'll find out whenever we uh, do the ratings, dude. Yeah. Let's not say if it's good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take me this whole pour, maybe one more, to figure out how I feel about it for sure. This is one of the weirdest ones we've had. <laughs> I can't explain how much I'm like confused right now between the nose, not just the difference between the nose and the palate, but also because there's almost nothing on the palate and it's all kind of finished for me. It's very weird. Yeah. So I did get like some rye pepperiness and unbaked bread, a honey sweetness. Like, um, I think that Ryan, I think you're right about like, uh, you said it about the nose, but I think it, I pick it up on the palate or I don't know, in my mouth at some point in this weird son of a bitch, <laughs> some, some mint or something yeah. along those lines, but not very heavy. Um, I almost get like, um, like a raisin type taste to it too. I could see that after I've taken a sip for a little bit, I was just thinking that too, or like an apricot or there's, there's a little bit of tartness with sweetness, like two minutes after you took a last sip. Yeah. I don't, if you would have told me that this was just it, this is another one I'd love to taste without having gone through the, the maple barrel finish because I, I really don't, I can't find that in this at all. No. And I'm really no. curious where that, what quality it picked up from that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it would waffle well. That was going to be part of my rating. Yeah. It, it, it I'll tell you right now, it will not, this would not waffle. <laughs> At all. <laughs> Even last week, I said I didn't think it would because it's 92 proof. And 92 proof, you dump it on waffles, and the heat makes it makes all the ethanol goes right in your face. But yeah. now, after tasting this, oh no, this would be this would be horrible on waffles. Just below barrel seagrass on the rankings. 
<laughs> for waffles? Yeah, I would. I would. I, I, <laughs> barrel seagrass might actually be better on waffles than this. That was like one of the worst <laughs> ones I could think of. <laughs> I'd want them to to lean into those maple syrup barrels more, you know. Yeah, especially having that on the on the bottle. Do we know how long they spin in the maple barrels, or or no? No, because if you would have told me, oh, it just it was overnight. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you almost. I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh let's see. Let's see if there's anything on here. And it turns out that like didn't <laughs> I maybe you misspoke earlier, but Ryan, earlier you actually said instead of maple syrup barrels, you said they they bottles and maple syrup bottles. Yeah, my fault. Wouldn't it be funny if they actually just poured it and like used Aunt Jemima. <laughs> you know what? That may have a bigger impact. <laughs> they, go, <laughs> they go around to all the local diners. Hey, when you, when you run out of Aunt Jemima, <laughs> give me your empty bottles. <laughs> Is it still called Aunt Jemima or did they change the name? I know they changed the label, but I don't know if they changed okay. the now, name. Yeah, it's like, oh, what is it? It's the something, something company. I don't know if it's named after a state now or something like that. Really? I didn't remember the last time I'm I saw these stores. That's why I asked, Dan. But it was never one that I really bought anyway. I try to always buy... I like real maple syrup. Same. So I was trying to buy, buy that. The Pearl Milling Company. Pearl Milling Company. Not as good of a name as Aunt Jemima, but hey, no. I get it. Steven, did you watch uh, Secession? Are you into no. that yet? No, I should start it, but I've been... Through a business Fuck. Season. God damn it. I gotta dude. watch the Probably. first episode of this season of Barry too, which I really like. Yeah, the first, I, I, the I first have not two. started Barry. Maybe first when two I, premiered. Oh, okay. I need to watch that. Maybe when this season of Barry ends, I'll I'll watch through Secession because I won't have an HBO show going on at the time. Yeah, they're adding like the Discovery Plus network and maybe something else, Dan. And in that, like they're already they were already like, you know, the DC and like all these hubs, like Turner Classic Movies and all these hubs on HBO Max. But for mm-hmm. whatever reason, or ever, for whatever reason, when they made this agreement to add Discovery Plus, they're going to do that in like, I think next month maybe. And they said that they're going to be dropping the HBO and they're changing like the, the logo a little bit. And it's just going to be called Max, which has like terrible SEO. Like you're not going to be able to find this. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. 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 To quote a succession That's... line, how how do the optics look on this? Right. Um, <laughs> it's it's not good. But yeah, yeah, you have like you know, you look at Breaking Bad and Mad Men. Like all those shows wanted to be on HBO, right? And I feel like if if you got a, a show with a great idea, everyone's like, we got to be on HBO. That's the place you got to be. That's the place for premium television. Yeah. And well, to just and, go away with that. And like you like I don't know how to put this, but like it seems to me like HBO, like when, when something's on HBO, it feels more exclusive. They have more freedom. Like they can curse as much as they want. They can show as much nudity almost as they want. They can show as much gore and violence as they want. Not that they necessarily need to, but if the director or writers think that it helps the episode, 
they've got that avenue that they can. Whereas like other networks, they just can't, even if they want to. Right. It, like secession, there's there's been almost no nudity. I don't think there's been any nudity, in fact. So it's not like there has to be. But if it adds to the storyline, then they could, right? Yeah. And that like even, HBO, even that lead in, you know. That's what I was about to say. I was yeah. like, I feel like there's just prestige to it, you know, like that lead in where it just like the you know, when the yeah. TV series comes on. Like there's something cool about it. And I feel like you just kind of know you're gonna get Maybe it's not your kind of show, but it's going to be a quality show. And I feel the same way about like uh, if I was a stand-up comedian and I had a special on HBO, that would be like a way bigger deal to me than having a special on Netflix. It's almost yeah. like having a special on Netflix has become kind of like putting your special on, on YouTube. It's like everybody has one and there's, there's tons of bad stand-up specials on Netflix. But I feel like the ones on HBO, even if it's not your type of comedy or your comedian, they're always like quality. And that could just yeah. be a placebo effect. I don't know if I'm right to think that or not, but yeah, it's just there's it. It carries weight to me in a in a time where most companies don't. I don't really care what yeah. who makes what. Yeah. Bad market. I mean, I don't know what they're thinking. I hope they and don't it's fuck like, it up and like start taking the HBO branding and like the people who are in charge at HBO specifically away as part of this huge conglomerate thing i don't know i get the marketplace you have to compete you have to have a great streaming service and everything like that but yeah you know it's like it's like the mgm lead-in with the lion you know or uh paramount with the mountain it's it's top tier i'd argue bigger oh it's definitely bigger yeah but like when you see those things you're like oh you know this is probably gonna be pretty good and to just go away from that because you want to fucking have Bear grills jump off a fucking cliff into an ocean on Discovery. Like, really? That's what we're selling out for? And HBO intros are like, hardly ever skip them now that I think about it. Out of like all the streaming services, and I'm always clicking like, I hope they put in a button so I can just skip through it. The HBO ones are like ones that always stick with me. And like, I could... Like, Dan, you watch The Wire, you know, like, every year was cool that they did, like, a new rendition of that theme mm-hmm. song, like, The Walk mm-hmm. in the Garden, whatever it's called. And then, like, The Sopranos has an iconic one. Curb Your Enthusiasm has that iconic music. Like, all of these. And you think of it in terms of the HBO, like, and then the lead-in. So, it's, like, it's inseparable. And then I'm never going to remember this thing. It's called fucking Mac. Like, when we're talking about it. How many years is going to have to go by before you, you and I, uh, or the three of us, don't call it like HBO Max or like HBO? Right. That's on HBO. We're not going to call yeah. it fucking yeah. Max. Yeah. Well, guys, what do you say we go ahead and rate this son of a bitch? Are y'all ready for it? I think I am. I've been. I think so. A lot. I can go first if you want. Oh, that would be fantastic. I was going to offer, but yeah. you offered first, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, you know, off the bat, it. The nose is really interesting. The story behind it's cool. The bottle's nice. I, it tastes a little young for me. And I don't think they really hone in on that maple syrup barrel enough. Um, whether that's aging it in mar- maple syrup bottles for longer or maybe finding a, a better maple barrel source for whatever they go. I know they're very keen on only using New York products. 
So maybe they're, you know, not pigeonhole themselves with, with where they get their barrels, but um, we've had a lot of rye, rye whiskeys over the past year, year and a half that, whether that's Angel's Envy Rye, Age in a Caribbean Rum Cast Barrel, and you get all this sweetness and decadence to it. And then you see this Age in a Maple Syrup Bottle, and it just doesn't really give you that decadent flavor. You know, you get the the unbaked bread. Uh, there's some shades of mint. A little rye spice on the back, that back the black pepper you've talked about, Dan. But I really feel where rye is going and how so many distilleries have elevated things that Hudson has a really big opportunity to do that. And I just don't feel that this whiskey's aged enough. Um, and I, I, you know, the maple syrup barrel really wasn't involved in any of the tasting process that I had. And I really hope that it would be. Uh, I'm going to go with 6.8 on it. Uh, I can't give it a 7. Um, you know, it's it's okay. And I know it can be better. Uh, and, you know, I hope this is a new incarnation. So maybe in two or three years, we come back to this and it tastes entirely different. So um, it's a little young for, for my taste. And, you know, hoping for some, uh, some bigger things at Hudson down the line. So 6.8. All right. So, Stephen, do you care if I go next? No, that's fine. Okay. So, um, when I first tasted it, I did not like it. At all. As I took a second sip, I didn't like it. Third sip, I didn't like it. Yeah, I'm not going to bore you with all of the details. By the conclusion of this... I actually ended up liking it a lot. It just took me some time to get used to it, to get accustomed to what it was. And you've heard me say it before to like, like there's, there's been bottles that I've not liked because I went into it expecting it to be something. And it takes me a second to recognize. Don't judge it on what you expect it to be. Judge it on what it is. And I kind of like put away the thoughts that it was finished in a syrup barrel. So it should be sweet. And I put all of that away and I just kind of finished this bottle and I ended up liking it a lot, like a lot. The more I drank it, the sweeter the finish became. I never ended up getting much on the palate itself. It ended up being, it, it stayed like this awkward, weird, but unique whiskey. But the finish kept getting more and more flavors that I was picking up consistently throughout. Time and time again, I would take another sip and it would just be this really overwhelming finish throughout the rest of the product and just sit there for the next five minutes, not taking another sip and getting just all of these flavors going on in your mouth and in your throat and throughout with a nice warm hug and all of this stuff. And I have to say that this is not a beginner's whiskey. If you are new to whiskey, I would stay away from it. It is not going to go well on waffles. Don't even try it. Don't put it on waffles. It'll taste like shit. 
They weren't going to, by the way. They weren't. Yeah. They weren't. I, who would? Just me. But in the end, I really ended up liking it a lot. And I'm going to go an entire point higher than you, Ryan, and I'm going to go with a 7-8. Um, I ended up getting a lot more mint finish on it. I ended up getting a lot more sweetness to it. Um, I ended up really appreciating this whiskey, and I did not think when I took that first sip, I thought I was going to be probably a full four points lower, like a three, eight, like worse than Jim beam, just shitty. I did not like it, but flushed my thoughts, sipped it. And I'm all the way up to a 7.8. Um, so I'm going to give my score up front and I ask that you just stay with me so I can explain it, but I'm going to give it a 4.6 um, because for me, I'm, I was kind of with you, Dan, but, and, and I did like it more um, as I drank it. Uh, what's weird is I'm giving it a 4.6, but this may be like the lowest rating. I guess something that I may buy a bottle of this at some point anyway, you know, um, it's just probably will sit on the shelf for a while, but I would love to, and I, I like that there's a spread in our scores tonight because I would love to just give it to people to try when they're over, you know, because I think that it's, it's really good to have like, like, I feel like I have a lot to say about this and I feel like it's really, really unique. And that's cool to me. It's always cool to me whenever I find something that I've just, I've never tasted something like that before. You know, I've never experienced something like that before. So that's really cool to me. But at the end of the day, in terms of like my overall enjoyment on any given night, I feel like I'm going to, I would give the edge to like, you know, Jim Beam White Label. Um, Cause it, and I love rye. I really like rye whiskey, but there's, it, it was just a little off to me. I think I couldn't get past uh, and I didn't warm as much to what you're talking about, Dan, that discrepancy between the nose and the palate. And then even with that, I may have been able to get past that if it wasn't for the fact that even still, I'm just not picking up a ton of flavor except for on the finish. Um, and it's, so it's a, it's a weird mouthfeel to me. And, and that holds it back for me as well. I think it would pair with different foods or something. Well, um, I think there could be a lot of different things you could try with this, but it's not super versatile in that I, I, you know, I wouldn't mix this with anything necessarily. I wouldn't, there's not a lot else I, I would do with it probably. And if I bought it, it would sit on my shelf for a while, but I still might buy it at some point. So I hope that that says, you know, a lot that I really, really think it's cool that it's super interesting. It's super unique, but maybe at the end of the day, it's still not just for me on most nights. Um, but I don't think it's bad, you know, and I'd be interested. I can't wait to try more stuff from them because um, it, there's nothing really worse than just having a super mediocre whiskey with nothing to say about it. And and I don't feel that way with this. You know, that last thing that you said right there, Stephen, I think that that's something that gets lost regularly. Um, it Like your statement that a whiskey that people have nothing to say about. I don't know. I I think I've probably mentioned it to you. Alan and I were like texting one time back and forth. Oh, uh, I don't remember the specifics. But anyway, Alan Bishop and I were texting back and forth. And I said something to him about 
my my rating scheme as far as like meh tastes like shit tastes good tastes great blah 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 and he goes actually i'd i'd rather have you rate my whiskey as tasting like shit than meh put meh lower because at least if you like i'd rather you dislike my whiskey than to not really care about my whiskey he goes that's actually like not caring being whatever that's worse than you disliking my 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 whiskey which by the way i've never disliked any of alan bishop's whiskey let's be clear about that and i don't know of anybody that has in fact but he he it was really interesting that he, his perspective was that as a distiller he wants you to have an emotional feeling towards the whiskey that he produces and this hudson shortstack holy shit did it have a f- reaction from the three of us right like a 78 a 68 and a 46 there's zero chance we've had a bigger spread than that. Another brother showing.